Hey guys, welcome to Talcast. Thanks for tuning in again. I really appreciate y'all and I love that people are listening and it's fun to chat with people I know about music and art and stuff and I hope you're having a good time because I'm having a good time and um, I'm going to switch it up. Today there's not a guest. We have some guests lined up, but you'll have to wait and see who those people are. Um, This next podcast is going to be a review that I actually wrote a while back about one of my favorite bands from Utah. They're called Fictionist, and they made this record called Sleep Machine. And it's just really, really good. It's just really, really good art, and I really love what these guys do. And so I wanted to promote it in any small way that I can because it's just really good, you know? And I feel like we should celebrate stuff that's really good. And personally, I feel like as a musician, I feel inspired by these dudes and, um, I've had the opportunity to work with a couple of them, even though I was kind of intimidated, felt like I was going to poop my pants the whole time. It's been cool to, to see what they do. And, and, uh, I am going to put links to the album, which is called sleep machine that I review in the show notes. So honestly, if you don't even want to listen to this, just hop into the show notes and pop over to Spotify or Apple music or whatever you use. And, Listen to Sleep Machine. It's only 20 minutes long. All the songs run into one another, like an Abbey Road situation, and it's really quality music. So if you don't want to listen to this, just pop into your streaming service of choice and give the record a spin because it's super awesome. Um, But if you do want to hear my little spiel, just keep listening. And I actually put one of the tracks from the record at the end of the podcast. I didn't ask the fiction students for permission, so hopefully they're cool with it. But... um, I love you guys. And if you trust me, if you're a loyal Talacaster, please give this record a go because I love it when people make good art and I want to celebrate that. I don't consider myself a music critic by any stretch of the imagination because heaven knows I'm not smart enough for that kind of stuff. But um, I do know when I listen to something and I like it and I want to share it. So, um, yeah. Please, if you are feeling generous, contribute to my Patreon. Um Go check out my social accounts. I'm just at Tal Haslam, T-A-L-H-A-S-L-A-M, on the various um, social media platforms. And I hope that all of y'alls are not too lonely and not too bummed out during these crazy pandemic times with extra political upheaval on top. And I love all of you and um, enjoy this episode. Hopefully I'll see you at a show in some distant future when we don't live in a dystopian Orwellian wasteland of a world. Yo, Fictionist's latest album is the best record to ever come out of Utah, and chances are you're sleeping on it. That's a pun because the album is called Sleep Machine. (laughs) Haha, so funny. I know, I know. It's a bold claim. Utah is home to a lot of great artists from the widely commercially successful Imagine Dragons and Neon Trees to indie lifers The Moth and the Flame and Sego. But there's one artist here or there, since I'm now in New York, that's just the best, and I've seen a lot. So excuse me while I geek out about their work. The band is called Fictionist, and the album is called Sleep Machine, and it is so freaking good. Fictionist formed in 2010 during the glory days of the Provo and larger Utah music scene. They are a band that lives up to the regional hype, but even considering the accolades they've received, Fictionist quality stock is underrated and underappreciated, in my opinion. There are no weak links in the lineup. 
Frontman Stuart Maxfield is a fantastic bass player and a multi-instrumentalist slash producer. And to top it all off, he can scream like a madman. Trust me, it's awesome. And I'd love to hear like a hardcore metal album from him, actually. So if he's listening, um, you should do that. Anyway, co-frontman Robbie Connolly melts faces with guitar and synthesizer wizardry when he's in wizardry, excuse me, when he's not a touring member of the Killers. Second guitarist Brandon Kitterman, who actually used to give me guitar lessons, fun fact, he complements the dynamic fronting duo perfectly with tone and talent to boot. Top it all off with Aaron Anderson, who actually played drums on my solo EP, Kill Me Slower. And he's a drummer that plays the groove so tightly that he makes fills seem almost entirely superfluous. Plain and simple, the band's talent and musical knowledge runs deep, and their collective synergy is razor sharp on Sleep Machine. When the Beatles released Abbey Road in 1969, they blended both pop sensibility and musical virtuosity into an album mostly void of breaks between songs. By doing this, they shattered the existing paradigm of what a record could be. Each piece stands alone musically, but flows seamlessly into the next, with motifs that echo throughout. In 1973, Pink Floyd followed suit with, an, with the now infamous Dark Side of the Moon. The record's so good that even your girlfriend has the logo on her shirt, even though she's never heard the album. I fully support this, by the way. Girls are way hotter in band shirts. Fast forward 50 years and a million musical permutations later, and we have Sleep Machine a glitchy, dirty, pop-rock masterpiece that resonates like any classic record, but with songs short enough to capture the ADD millennial attention span. While colored differently in theme and tone, Sleep Machine boasts the same dangerous formula the Beatles had, just enough infectious hooks to keep you wanting more, while complementing the sugary pop with nutritious musical complexity and quirky production, a la Roger Waters and David Gilmour, from Pink Floyd, by the way. So where did it come from? Like anything that is equal parts reckless and ingenious, Sleep Machine's conception came after Stuart Maxfield's older brother dared him to make it. Maxfield may as well have been a preteen careening down a hill towards a homemade skateboard ramp hoping to stick the landing. Naturally, he enlisted his bandmates to get him up to speed. After composing each song as a standalone piece, they shorten them individually so they complement the flow of the overall album with no gaps. A 13-minute draft of the unabridged songs eventually morphed into the 20-minute final version. The boys then enlisted the help of Scott Wiley, master recording engineer at June Audio, to mix the tracks and give his final input on the recordings. His ear gives the cacophonous thrill ride of a record a crisp, digestible sonic composition. The end result sucks you in and makes you feel as if you are the presumptuously immortal, reckless kid on the skateboard. The music on Sleep Machine literally dares the listener into an adrenaline-filled, no-breaks ride. Inspiration for the lyrics was more flow of consciousness than anything else. But what better way to narrate the youthful, caution-to-the-wind instrumentals and explosive, carefree choruses? The intro, Sleep Machine 1, paints me a picture of a lazy teenager too anesthetized by video games and digital stimuli to clean off his Cheeto fingers, get out of bed and enjoy the summer weather. But, like a zombie, he is, sum he is summoned seemingly from his dead, excuse me, he's summoned seemingly from the dead by his taunting friends on Lazarus, which sequences Sex Pistols-like energy and forces him outside. The boy meets girl on Manic, and the hormones happen. But like the borderline stalker insanity kind, where you almost lose your mind over your first crush. 
It's an explosive sexual awakening of a track. Then things slow down on you, which seems to illustrate some deeper childhood trauma morphing into healing and acceptance. I live a life I understand, and that's enough for me, he tells himself reassuringly on the way into a party on the track We Can Sleep When We Die. It's the YOLO moment on the album. But the party eventually fades into compartmentalized alcoholism and paycheck-to-paycheck living. Working stiff, and I don't want to say goodbye, echo the cynical coming-of-age sentiments of what he will eventually become and all the places he will never go. But the final track, Sleep Machine 2, is a reprise that rocks you back into a blissful comedown. Summertime slumber. It's the chorus, don't wake me, don't shake me, that screams at you. Maybe you should have never woken up. Go back to sleep. Musically and sonically, Sleep Machine seems to find the perfect balance between layered beauty and textured filth. Within the mix, you can find robotic vocoders and angular synth sequences, but they never detract from the overall overall grooviness of the feel. The guitar-driven elements have a fuzzy character about them, and even the most explosive of the distorted sections go over smoothly on the ears. The balance carries over into the melodies, which have sugary pop hooks, but keep you healthy with the nutritious countermelody. The production comes in clutch, making even the most accessible elements vibey. For example, We Can Sleep When We Die could have been an Owl City song, but it's dressed up enough in enough leather to stay in the indie rock ballpark while still being crazy fun. While right now, pulsates with electronic pop energy, it still feels like the cool kid at the party got up and is singing karaoke. You know how it goes. Immediately everyone's like, oh right, it's okay for me to enjoy this, and all insecurity goes away. Rhythmically, the chaos somehow works, and I still don't know how, but it freaking does. The drums are absolutely insane, and the toms feel like they're flying around the room during an earthquake. The explosive low-end distortion is tastefully saved for moments when you don't think it can get any crazier, then boom, there's more. Do you want pop? You want raw rock? Want a party and electronic rave with someone who knows the guy who wrote Mr. Brightside? It's all in there, I swear. As the album finishes and the loudness fades out, you can hear a faint marching sound and a quivering synth that continue on as if it all existed in your subconscious and you're just going to rest from the noise for a while. It never really leaves your brain. It begs multiple listens and seems to invite a next chapter, which I am anxiously awaiting for my favorite Utah band. In my not-so-humble opinion, Sleep Machine is the best record Utah has ever heard, since Brigham declared this is the place. I think great art is worth celebrating, and if you haven't heard Sleep Machine, please give it 20 minutes of your time. You won't regret it. The TV shines like a blue-eyed streak. She tells me what to think when I don't want to think.
Ciao, Ciao ragazzi! ragazzi.